Pray God you can talk. I stand outside. This woman's work. This woman's work. Oh, it's harder than mine. I don't know the words really. I, uh, you sounded just like her. Did I? Like Kate Bush? <laughs> uh, welcome to Hot Drinks. This is Hot Drinks. I am Sister Latter day Twaint. You can call me Sister T. You can call me Sister Twaint. You can call me Twaint. Twaint. You can call you. You can call you moist, fresh twain. You can call me Sister Hyphen Chino or Sister Hyphen Tang for Poontang. Oh, okay, okay. Um, if you don't remember Hyphen Chino, you're gonna have to go back a few episodes. Or just be on the radar of all the crazy things that the Mormons are doing. Yes, uh, I'm Brother Jack Coffee. We are your host of Hot Drinks, a weekly podcast where we interview dissatisfied exmos, where we talk about parenting and mormonism and sex and relationships and what food else food and food booze. booze yes i hate that you said we talk about parenting i think if someone was listening to this episode they were like googling a good parenting yeah. podcast well, not even that i feel like cool people who might pull up this episode have never heard of us uh-huh and hear, and hear you say we talk about parenting they would just turn us right off well that's true <laughs> We don't talk about parenting in an annoying way. No, we, we do... talk about how we hate our kids. Right. But we also did a really insightful episode about how being not Mormons anymore has changed our parenting. Yes. I thought that was very insightful. I thought it was a good episode. And I think it was an episode that people appreciated, like were most most vocally appreciative of. Yeah, I like that. Which surprised me because who gives a shit? So usually when we start these episodes, we just immediately start drunkenly rambling. But we're trying to be more like grown up in the podcast world and like, Introduce our show. Uh-huh. You're listening to Hot Drinks. Yeah. I'm Brother Jack Coffee. I'm Sister Latter day Twain. Like, we're trying to do that thing. So, yeah. like, if you're a new gentle listener, you know what we're all about. I like to think of it as putting Preparation H on the proverbial podcast hemorrhoids. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. I think that's smart. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, another thing that we want to do today, and this will explain why I opened us with singing uh, This Woman's Work by Kate Bush. <laughs> and if it did, in fact, open you, I understand why. <laughs> Um, is we usually at the beginning of our show do some housekeeping, just some business that's going on here at, yeah. at a hot drinks HQ. But, um, <laughs> we've just, sister Twain had a great idea that we should call housekeeping woman's work. <laughs> and here's where the idea came. And I think it came to me, brother coffee. And I went to this one woman show that's put on by a man. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it was just under an hour. Yes. And it is this, um, guy who is telling us and reenacting right. through lip syncing right. um, the actual sound, soundtrack recordings, whatever, original score recordings of Mormon musicals right. from the 70s and right. 80s. And we're not talking Saturday's Warrior or My Turn on Earth that everyone's heard of. Right. We're talking... Diary of Debbie, a Mormon girl. Is that what it's called? Yes, and, and one called Latter Day Ruth about this Latter woman Day Ruth. who has a career in Hollywood, but her Mormon leader shames her because she's not a wife and a kid. And then yes. all of a sudden, she ends up with uh, uh, a husband and children. Right. And she's going fucking crazy. And, and then she, she speaks at an at a equal like an ERA, ERA rally, rally and tells all the women to go home to yeah, their crying because, babies because. She decided she wanted to go back to that life of like, I, because the kids were driving her crazy, as we understand. Right, right. And then she's like, I got to go back to this life. Fuck this. So, of course, she didn't say fuck this. She said, fetch this. Fetch this. Something like that. And 
the husband, there's this whole number about the husband with like crazy, like heavy metal guitar about how he's got to go to Hollywood and find her. Right. And so, and he takes the kids with her and then they find her accidentally, of course, bump into her at some ERA rally. She gets up to speak as a spokesperson and she changes her tune because she sees her kids in the crown and she, crowd and she's like to the women of the march she's like none of us should be here the children across the nation are calling for us to come home anyway that was a long bit but that's so what does that have to do with the name women's work just because you thought of her doing women's work because that is what a woman's role is i thought that coffee. she must have said woman's work at some point no. this woman's work no, I just the misogyny in every yeah. single one it of was those I was like let's throw some good meaty misogyny into our podcast yeah so what other women's work do we have this week so number one right. um, we're calling it women's work now that's our first bit of women's work <laughs> We want to remind everyone of the Patreon or yes. Patron. Yes. So that's at www.patreon.com slash hot drinks. And basically what that is is you can give us money every month mm-hmm. and we will send you uh, prizes in the mail. Yeah. We talked about one of the prizes being a blowjob, but we felt like there's probably rules against that. We might get shut down. Yeah. Yeah. Like probably Patreon has rules against like offering sexual favors. Which is just so 1950s of I them. know. Come on. Um, Slut shamers. We also have the party coming up on September 6th. Yes. Venue to, to be announced. TBD. We have had some very, very generous. No, for real. Um, gentle listeners contribute to the funds for the party because we're not rich no not at all we will maybe in a couple years we will be maybe but i currently have 17 jobs (laughs) and you only have 17 jobs if you are poor yes um and so but we still could definitely use some more donations um and the donations are not going to us we're not like pocketing this oh, money. God. It's to like no. buy booze and snacks for the party. Booze and snacks and um, a couple of party favors. Oh, yes. okay. Oh, I didn't know about this. Um, at the very, very cheap, very inexpensive. <laughs> very, very um, shitty favors. But and thank also, you for your money. also a little bite might contribute to cleanup. But um, uh, please don't anyone puke at the party. I don't want to have to deal with that. No, no, that's no, we not, don't. I, and I will because that's so a woman's if, work. If so, this woman's work. <laughs> if someone wants to donate, where should they donate it to? Um, so. Did I catch you off guard? Basically, you're Venmoing it to Sister Twain, right? Uh, yes, you are. But it, it, my Venmo name is not Sister Twain. Because guess what? That's not what my parents named me. <gasps> Interesting. <gasps> I know. My... That's weird because your parents are named Brother and Sister Twain. And I thought they would have known you that. <laughs> anyway, what's your Venmo? If you will go, if you're interested in donating, go to our Instagram, which is Hot Drinks. Yes. With an A, yes. of course. And there is an existing post that has my Instagram handle. Okay. I mean, my uh, Venmo, Venmo handle. handle. Yeah. And then I will be posting a reminder post tonight again with it tonight. Or you can always DM us or whatever and just say like, hey, I'd love to contribute. Even if you want to give five bucks, that's great. Oh, gosh. We love it. Anything. Yeah, we love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what other woman's work do we have to take I, care of? I think there was one other thing. Oh, two other things really quick. Brother Coffee, you went to see the Book of Mormon musical for the I first did. time. I did. It was a delight. Isn't it? They just say fuck God and the cunt a lot. <laughs> and that's funny. That's funny no matter how you slice it. 
Um, Thick slice, the, thin The slice. very hot elder takes off his clothes and is in his garments in one scene, which I was not expecting. I'm sorry. And he was very attractive. Oh, it's fine. Should have warned you. Okay. I was, I mean, I was having mormonboys.com flashback, yeah. B-O-Y-Z, if you guys want to check out the website. I heard today, well, I heard on that other podcast we were talking about that there's a mormongirls.com, Mormon which yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know either. So if you're into garment porn, that's yeah. where you go. But and I was very into him in his garments. And the podcast that we are referring to is the lad po- last podcast podcast on the left who's doing an expose on mormonism right. I think or a big five yeah part? five episodes on mormonism and i think it was one of the gentle listeners who told me about they it did. um thank you for that also i tried to listen but they're too bro-y it's too morning it's too zoo bro-y for me for you. I, it's I not even fine. bro-y it's really kind of morning zoo like i feel like i'm listening to like x96 in the morning <laughs> um i it's a little too hetero i, I need a little more faggotry I, in my I, podcast oh my god oh my god oh my god um, yeah, and they're the ones that mention Mormon girls. And then the other thing was um, uh, a couple of our gentle listeners have given us free stuff. Oh, yes. So <laughs> Sister Twain and I went to a party where we appeared in public and talked to people and identified ourselves. And there was a lovely gentle listener there that was like, hey, I have a whole bunch of podcasting equipment that I'm not using. I keep meaning to sell it online. Do you guys just want it for free? Well, now, we're not using it yet. So, But in soon... Our audio quality is going to skyrocket. And then we had a gentle listener who said they would send us some wine in the mail. And so... Which is illegal in the state of Utah. Right. And we're talking about it on the podcast. Fine. (laughs) He said, he and she, they're a couple in... um, Are they open? They're probably open, right? I don't know. You didn't ask that? Is he cute? That's so funny. Brother Coffee's like, how Sister Twain, coming from you, was that one of, not one of your top three questions? (laughs) Like, thank you so much. Are you two open? (laughs) And can we bang? (laughs) Um, No, but um, I, I, I think I'm okay to say that they're from Washington State. I haven't checked with them, so I won't say exactly where they're from. I'm sure they wouldn't give a right. shit. Right. Um, but I was like, how can you send that to Utah? And he goes, oh, I, I, don't you worry. I've sent yeah. a lot of crazy shit to I Utah. I think as long as you don't write on the box, like, this contains wine, <laughs> hey, you're probably fine. there's wine in here. So basically, we bring this up to say, like, if you have free stuff you want to give us, we love free stuff. And we'll give you our address. We don't care if we don't know no. you. No. <laughs> if you murder us later and wear our skin as a hoodie, that's fine. It's it's a tit for tat kind You're, of thing. Speaking of your tit would make a lovely hoodie. Like on a <laughs> like on a skin if someone made a skin hoodie out of our bodies, right. they should use your tit as the hood. They should. If you Because it's it got out. a nice curvature. It, uh, maybe both tits sewn together. So then they'd have a little nipple on each side of their uh, head. Then it'd be a little flappy. Maybe. Yeah, anyway. Anyway, so send us free stuff and then murder us later and wear suits of our skin. <laughs> so um, let's take a quick break. Quick interlude. And then let's talk about what we're talking about. Today's a top five. We don't have a guest. We don't have a guest. And the top five is... Coming up after the break. Okay. We're back. Hey. You guys, I don't know why I tried to do that like cliffhanger ending before the break of I like, what's the, top, what's the topic going to be? Out. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Oh, my gosh. So what's our topic? Gosh, when I hear stay tuned, I hear like, uh, uh, what's the opposite of stereo? Mono? Okay. Yeah. Mono? Monio? Yeah. It's uh, just mono, I think. 80s um, console television. Uh-huh. And the guy on whatever show you're watching saying, stay tuned. You know what I think of? What? Ryan Seacrest in early seasons of American Idol. Oh, dear. Where he's like, and you'll find out who's in our top 10 after the break. Because he was a dick. Yeah, anyway. I hate him. Anyway, so what's our top five? 
The top five ways that we disappoint our parents. Yeah, the top five reasons our parents are ashamed of us. And we mean our parents. Yes, our literal Twain parents. Twain and Coffee's parents. So we had a reader, a gentle listener. Why, why do I say reader? Like I this know. is Like this is an essay we send out weekly. Can you imagine? Yeah. Um, we had a gentle listener write in and say, hey, I was this gentle listener, LDS? I can't remember, that wrote in about our parents. Oh, no, this is... Uh, a nevermo that Twain went to high school with in Oklahoma. And basically wrote in and said, I'm curious, assuming your parents are still members of the church, what do they think about your no longer being members of the church? And then I felt a lot of internalized guilt and hatred about that. And so then what the topic we came <laughs> up with was... Top yeah. five reasons our parents are disappointed in right, us. Right, so we turned it onto ourselves because is we're someone f- sending you sexy pictures on your phone? Yeah, always. God, fucking damn it! I, I know, hate you so constantly. Much. I hate you. Um, but, um, gentle listeners, that was not an open invitation for you to send dick pics. I mean, I will take them. Okay, I'll take any di- anyone's dick pic. All right, then send. I send mean, if away. you're of age and you're a consenting adult, right? Send me pictures of your dick. Okay, I don't care. sorry, I retract. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to tell you to specifically get those to me and not to Sister Twain. Oh, I don't mind seeing them. Okay, but I've you'll seen just a lot of dicks, okay. and I don't. They don't phase me anymore. They're so pretty, though. But <laughs> anyway, so what are the? T- okay, so, so we turned it on ourselves. Yes, because Brother Coffee's not ready to no. look at the ways his parents may have contributed to. No, not at all. This shit that's going on with him. Not at all. He's not ready. Not at all. He's not ready. So I'm just going to make it about myself. He's not ready to give the responsibility to them. No. No. So I'm going to just talk about the reasons I, the ways I've let them down. Super unhealthy. That's how I live. I know. Hey, what are you drinking tonight? Um, Coke Zero. You know what I'm drinking? What? Butter chicken. (laughs) Sister Twain texted me earlier and said, hey, should we record tonight? What are you doing? I said, I'm just at home wearing tiny clothes and making butter chicken. (laughs) Butter chicken from scratch, you guys. I put the goddamn spices in a goddamn mortar and fucking pestle, and I fucking mortared and pestled them up. And I don't care what you're mortaring and pestling and what the purpose is. If you're just going to mortar and pestle and throw it out, just the act of mortar and pestling is self-care. And that was a delicious butter chicken. It was. I had, you had a, a tiny, tiny bowl. Bit. A tiny bowl. I had a and tiny I, bowl. And I had two giant bowls. Anyway, so it's that's fine. what I'm drinking, butter chicken, but I'm going to get some vodka at the break. So the top five ways. So what's the number one way that you disappointed your parents? My parents are ashamed of me. And this is all just assuming, of course. Sure. We haven't actually talked they to our parents about these things. They haven't given us a manifesto. No, no. Or a armistice. No. What's an armistice? It's just... like a peace treaty. Oh, oh. <laughs> They have not nailed their 99 complaints to our proverbial doors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Gross. uh, My number one thing that I assume my parents uh, are ashamed of is that I'm such an atypical or non-traditional woman. Yeah. So my parents are baby boomers. Sure. And from the South. Right. Yeah. So you should be at home making sweet tea, <laughs> mopping the floors. Yeah, I have opinions. God, how dare you? And I'm very loud about them. How fucking dare you? Um, you know, and and just and I do want to say that you know when I visit them, and it's been a while because I don't I don't know if I've mentioned this, but Sister Twain has not spoken to her mother in a while, and we will get into the reason for that in one of the five. Yeah, but um, I don't go to their house no. and like start like spewing my opinions and being judgy. Right. You just like knock on the door and then you're like fucking cunts when you open it. You don't do that. <laughs> that's 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 not a thing no. that I do. No, no, no. no. Um 
But if it's something that I feel strongly about and that I don't feel like I can just kind of let roll over or I can't just roll over about it, that <laughs> was the right thing. I can't just let it roll over me like <laughs> a steamroller. Yeah. Um, then, you know, I'll say it. And it has shocked the hell out of them sometimes. Just the look on their face like, yeah. who is this person? Right. This isn't my daughter. Right. Right. Um, this is why you should delete Facebook because then they you don't they don't have to see these opinions. I know, and you know what I, uh, uh, they get to take responsibility for looking at my Facebook. Well, fair. That yeah. is fair. That is very true. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned this on here, and I I feel like we should start maybe cataloging all the stories we've told, but so it's not repetitive. But I was with my parents and my kids, and at the time, my my husband, my gay ex-husband, Gary, um, and we were in a little town called Parowan, Utah, mm. to go Preach. to go to a diner for breakfast. It's a big gay scene in Parowan. I think. <laughs> there's not actually. Yeah, there's a pile of corpses. Yes, that's the oh, gay scene. Oh goddamn! Oh, it's that, that way. Okay. It's kind of that okay. way. Okay. Um, <laughs> Oh, goddamn. And we were at the diner. It was New Year's Day. And it was like, oh, let's all meet for breakfast. And so we did. And there was a bookstore right on the way, uh, walking up the sidewalk to the diner. And everything in the window was all about Emma Smith. Oh, yes. All these like children's stories and right. regular adult novels. Right. Um, n- some fiction, like fan fiction, and some were like historical. <laughs> some like slash fiction where she was hooking up with Eliza R. Snow. <laughs> um, and they were all like in, in honor of her, in praise of her. And so we get to the restaurant um, and sit down. And almost immediately my dad turns to me and he says, Why? Why does everyone think so highly of Emma Smith when she left the church. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And I immediately was triggered. I talked about, do you understand what she went through? How many children she had that right. died? Right. Um, I didn't. How many 14-year-olds her husband but, slept but, with but under that the roof wasn't, of her house? That wasn't on my radar yet. Yeah. So this was like 08, 09. So you were still Mormon. And, and everything she had to go through with. Uh, Joseph being gone all the time. da, da, da. da. And he goes, but the way I said it was like, come on, dad, in that tone. And he goes, well, you don't have to be ugly to me. <gasps> and so that goes back to me being what wow. his idea of a woman is and, and, or and isn't. And you having an opinion makes you an ugly woman. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> That's deep. Holy shit. You don't have to be ugly to me. Yeah, wow. He That's completely big. absorbed that. Yeah. 1,000%. Have What's you your- talked to a therapist about that yet? About that particular incident? Yes. I'm sure I have. Okay. I was okay. going to therapy pretty hardcore till about 2011. So I just <laughs> want to start out and let you know a little bit about my parents. Number one, my dad, he dead. He dead. My dad. Oh, yeah, he died. He died. His picture's so right behind us. His picture is always right behind us when we're recording. And sometimes when I'm making out with a boy on this couch and then I glance over my shoulder and I'm like, oh, hello, my father. I almost said his name. But that <laughs> oh, would hello, not be my father. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it sounds like a prayer. <laughs> so I don't, hello, my father. Hello, my father. Are, Are you, you really, really there? there? While I'm making out with a cute boy. Anyway. That's really um, hot. So I don't know his opinions about – because he has had – he died 
I don't want to say shortly, but relatively shortly after I came out and left the church and all of that stuff. Maybe so, a year or two. Yeah, yeah, like within a year. Yeah. So I had less time to I had less time to observe how he reacted to these things. So really this is all about my mom. So hence <laughs> the extreme layers of guilt <laughs> that I feel. Is your mom's name Gary or what, what Yes, you her call? name is Gary. No. Gary that's with a Y. Something else. Um you think about it while okay, I tell okay, my first okay, one. Okay, okay. So okay. I think the number one way that I've disappointed my mom is that I'm gay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think my mom <laughs> loves me. No, I, I, I know my mom loves me. She came to the pride parade. Are you bearing your testimony of your mom? But if she could wave a magic wand and make me not be gay, she would in a heartbeat. Oh, in hell. a heartbeat. Oh, hell yes. Um, so yeah, I think me being a big old homosexual is the number one way I've disappointed her. Yes. I think it colors every other. And like, again, I don't think. I think she loves me enough to where she would never, she maybe doesn't even in like recognize that in her own head. You know, like, I don't think she thinks that like, oh, I wish he wasn't a homosexual. But I think if like Jesus came down and was like, I give unto you the magical straight wand of straightness. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's just like a Red Bull. If you wave <laughs> that Red Bull, it'll make your son straight. She would immediately be like waving that uh, Red Bull. Red Bull? Like the, the the energy drink. I was trying to think of something really straight. It didn't really work. Oh, it was a joke that didn't oh, really work. Oh, oh, okay. What about one of those horns they blow at football games? Okay. That's a good one. I don't know. I've never been to a football game, so I don't know what that is. <laughs> I just thought of your what's mom's... Another straight, what's another straight magic wand? Um, like uh, like string cheese? Oh, just a, oh, just wow. a string cheese? Oh, wow. You're not good at this. <laughs> no. <laughs> what's straighter than string cheese? Oh, There's nothing gay about string uh, cheese. It's tricky because oh, because it's a wand, so it's already phallic. Yeah. But like, it can't be too phallic because uh, then it can't be straight. Right. Because, because straight people straight are scared. Guys. Of, straight straight guys are scared of penises. Right. Maybe it's. Uh, I'm like looking around my house, like I might find a clue. Looking around my my big gay house. Yeah, yeah. With all my big gay decor. Right. Anyway, so that's the number one reason my mom's disappointed in me because I'm gay. Maybe it's a muffler. They just rip it right off their pickup truck. A muffler? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Anyway, uh, uh, I just thought of your mom's... Uh, uh, Her code name? Pseudonym. It's Mary Jo. Mary Jo. Okay. Yeah. So Mary Jo doesn't like that I'm a faggot. Mother, Mary Jo coffee or Mary Jo cocoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she would not drink coffee. She would not even... No. Mary Jo hot cocoa. It. No. Um, okay. Let's take a break. and Let's get on to number two. Okay. Yeah. We're back. We're back, and we're talking in a Scottish accent for the rest. For the rest of the show. For the rest, we're not. On our break, we listened to this woman's work because Sister Twain was like, "I don't know that song." And then as soon as it started playing, she was like, "Oh my god, I love this song!" And I was like, "Oh, so me singing it <laughs> didn't cue you in?" So good. It's so good. Anyway, so what's okay. the number two reason that you have disappointed your parents? Because I do not believe in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And, and I Wait, want... hold up, hold up. <laughs> Breaking news. Um, so um, I want to specify that this, num- this, this one, number two, is specifically about not believing it. Because there are different aspects of not being a believer like the lifestyle choices that i make but right. that's a different one right. okay <laughs> so just simply not believing so irregardless of like 
that's anything not a that's word. Changed, regard, regardless <laughs> of anything, irregardable of anything that's changed in your life or the things you do or the choices you make, the simple fact of you not believing that it's true has let them down. In and of itself. It means that I will not be with them in the eternities. Sure. Um, it means that I am not raising my children up in the religion, Correct. in the kingdom of God. Correct. Um, Do you know how much I love your children? Every time I see your kids, I just think they're so lovely and delightful. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh. I love them. Oh, thanks. They're so, they're just like, you have these older children that are smart and they're funny and that are interesting. And then your younger children are so like sweet and earnest and I'm sure obnoxious in their own ways because younger kids always are. Yeah, but yeah. like, you just have great kids. I love your kids. I'm so confused. <laughs> You really do. I really think you have amazing uh, children. Thank you. And, and that is that. all credit to you because you've basically been a single mother for your whole life. For my whole life. Well, I mean, more or less. Like no, for sure, most sure. of their growing up years, they yeah. have primarily spent their time with you. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. So you're uh, failing at raising your kids. Right. And I remember when... Says so, Mary Jo Twain. So... <laughs> Mary Jo Twain and Mary Jo Coffee. <laughs> um, oh, we got to think of a name for my mom. But... Um, uh, so what I was going to say was, um, so I'm the oldest of three children, and my parents converted in Louisiana. Right. And, and when they converted in a northern Louisiana town, it, there was just a branch. Right. And they, they were baptized in the yeah, bayou, and they just used, right in them swamp waters of the bayou. <laughs> I don't know if that's real. I, <laughs> Sorry, Louisiana listeners. I'm sure at some point. I'm sure at some point. But... Um, I've, I, if I remember correctly, when they converted in, I think it was 72, 73, um, they were using the church building of uh, another religious congregation that had not, that had stopped using that building and it was tiny. Okay. Yeah. So it was some other type of religious building. It was okay. a church, but right. not a Mormon, right. standard Mormon church. Right. Um, and uh, so my mother converted. She was raised uh, Pentecostal. Mm-hmm. Um, That's where the guilt and anger comes from. <laughs> Just like layer that in with the Mormonism oh, and you got a deadly combination. Right. Um, and uh, none of her siblings really practice religiously. Like, And when we say that as Mormons... What that means, and from our standpoint, is you go to church every Sunday. Right, right, you right. have a certain congregation that you are devoted to, you're right. dedicated to, um, right? Some people will church hop. I remember my aunt saying, but I don't want to go to uh, – this is a, a Catholic uh, practicing aunt um, on my other side of the family. She's like, I don't want to go to St. Mark's today. I was hoping we could go to St. Peter's or whatever oh, right. cathedral yeah, yeah. was in town. Right. And so <laughs> – which was just so strange to me. Anyway, so my mother's the only person in her immediate family that's Mormon. Uh, She's one of five children. Her two parents have passed away. They are obviously not Mormon. They never were. Um, And also, being from the South, and I grew up in several southern locations south of the Mason-Dixon line, um, Mormons were always uh, sparse, scarce a peculiar people. If you will. If you will. We'll, and I will. You will. I know. And I will. I definitely will. 
God damn it. Um, and so you had this mix. You guys are not that peculiar, this, honestly. You're just a bunch of white, middle class bigots, basically. Yeah. Um, not that peculiar. So growing up in the South, and I'm sure it was like that growing up in Utah, but not everyone got to go to BYU. But when you are not from Utah and you have a kid that's going to go to BYU, it's a status symbol. Yeah. And so what I have done is I, have, I was the oldest child who got accepted to BYU, graduated from BYU, married in the temple, had four children. You're like the daughter in Lin-Manuel Miranda's seminal musical In the Heights singing about how she got out of Washington Heights. I have no idea what you're talking about, but that is exactly what it was. Okay, perfect. I'll play that song for you later. And uh, and now I couldn't be more opposite and vocal and... Ray. Sorry, the cats were scratching the oh chair. Oh my God. This is good audio quality. Ray! Uh, you sound like that bro dude on podcast from the left. You keep but, talking. I'm going to get the squirt bottle in case she scratches the chair again. Okay, but uh, not only have I left the church, but I've had my name removed... I'm very vocal about it on social media. And I emceed and organized the last, most recent res- mass resignation event. You did. You did. Yeah. So I'm just all. I'm so a, you're not like just a casual non member. Right. You're like a, you're like a never mo. I'm a foot soldier. Yeah. A foot soldier in Satan's army. Yeah. So, so my number two is my tattoo. Oh. When I. I got a tattoo about a year after I left the church, and I'll tell what it is in a moment. Um, and I just decided it's on my chest, so it's like on my pectoral muscle. Your breastplate. My breastplate. There's not a lot of muscle there. That's fair. <laughs> um, and I just decided as soon as I got it to just tell my mom about it because I thought I don't want to have to like worry, you know, like worry if she's seen it or try to hide it if we're like at the lake or, you know, whatever. So I told her about it, and she said, Did you grow up in this family? <laughs> Even though I have like I first I have I well I guess I just have one other brother who has like multiple tattoos, but she was shocked shocked that I would get a tattoo. Right. And here's the thing: I want to get more, and Yay. I think my next tattoo is going to be like on my forearm, so it will be visible at all times. I want you to have fucking sleeves, man. I, well, here's the thing: I have decided that all of my tattoos will be on the left side of my body. I don't know why, oh. but it feels right in my heart. Oh. So my right side of my body will be untattooed. We need to do like a tarot reading about that. Oh, okay. Okay. So what my tattoo is of, not that anyone asked, but just if anyone wants to know. Um, So I got it right after the Pulse nightclub shooting Mm -hmm. um, where 49, was it 49 LGBTQ people were killed? I I don't remember the number. Anyway, it was a lot. At the time it was the, at the time it was the biggest mass (laughs) shooting. We've far surpassed that now. We've had much bigger mass shootings now, but at the time it was the biggest one. And I felt this need to like, because a lot, there was a lot of news stories at the time about how people that were killed in that shooting, a lot of their families, because it was on Latin night. So there were a lot of, you know, the Latin community is, can be a very traditional community, a very Catholic community Mm -hmm. sometimes. So there were a lot of people that not only found out their son was dead, but that found out their son was gay Gay. at the same time, you know, because there were people at that, that that club that were not out to their families. But then, of course, 
their families found out when they found out that their child had been killed at this gay club. So I felt this really strong need to be like, like sort of to like brand my body as gay so that like, I didn't want anyone to ever not know that I was gay. Like I wanted to be like oh my God. loud and proud and gay wherever I was, even though it's a tattoo on my chest that no one sees. But, <laughs> but anyway, so it's a pink triangle which is what they would put on gay men during the Holocaust. They wore pink triangles because gay men were also put in concentration camps with Jews. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the day after, this is where my this is where I become a real big nerdy homo. But the day after the Pulse nightclub shooting was the Tony Awards. Actually, the like the same day because the nightclub shooting happened oh, at like yes. two in the morning. Yes. It was the Tony Awards, and Lin Manuel Miranda won the Tony for, um, in for Hamilton. And for he, what? I've for never heard of that. Hamilton. Anyway. <laughs> I'm not even going to play into your games. <laughs> but he gave a speech that he had pre-written that was like a sonnet. And in the sonnet, he said, love is love is love is love is love is love yeah. is love eight times. Yeah. And so I have a pink triangle. And inside the pink triangle, it says love is love is love is love is love is love is love. Yeah. So anyway, that was my tattoo. That day, I just want to say to pay homage to mm-hmm. that. Like, I was crying off and on all day. I could oh, not yeah. stop crying. I couldn't function that day. I, I don't. I think I had the day off work and I don't think... Like, I couldn't leave the house. Yeah. I was a disaster. I was at work. I was managing a perfume mania. (laughs) Um. (laughs) And let me just say, like, again, it's really hard for me to say anything, like, judgy about my mom because I feel extreme guilt and shame about everything in my life. But, like, like, it's when I can kind of step back and look at it logically, it's shocking to me that when I told that story to my mom – that I got this tattoo because I felt so much solidarity with people who had been gunned down because of who they were, mm-hmm. that her response was, were you even raised in this household? Like oh. that her response was a negative reaction to the actual tattoo. Right. She, and not not at all recognizing like, wow, this seems like it was really significant for you. She just skimmed right over the atrocity. Of, well, and all of that was just irrelevant to her. Like yeah. why I did it or what it meant to me or why it was important to me. It was just like, I cannot believe you would tattoo your body, which is a temple of the Lord. You know? Exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, anyway, let's yeah. take a break. Okay. You guys, this is too much work. We're canceling the podcast. Yeah, we're just going to leave it at one and two. It's going to be the last episode. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. It's 10 p.m. The party is canceled. It's 9.54. I want to go we're home. We're fucking exhausted. I want to go home. I want to um, take a shower. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Um, Are you going to masturbate tonight before you go to bed? Um, It depends. Okay. Because like I said, my two teenagers that live at home that you yeah. think are so great and cute are assholes and they don't always knock. Or if my door's Listen, locked. Listen, if they don't knock and they w- walk in on you rubbing one out, that's on them. That's on them. That's like yeah. my parents still looking at my Facebook page. Well, my kids are not here tonight, so I will 100% be rubbing oh, one out. I know. Sorry to my siblings who listen to this podcast. <laughs> There's more than one now, by the way. Multiple siblings. Oh. Anyway, what's your number three reason your parents are ashamed of you? So, these are things... That I could be doing and still be a believing Mormon mm-hmm. because there are Mormons that do these things, but they say they still believe, and that right. is swear, drink, and have sex. <laughs> so that's so number three is the triumvirate yes. of swear, drink, and have sex. Booze, 
fucking and saying and fuck. cursing <laughs> and booze, saying fuck. Yeah. Booze fucking and saying fuck. Um, yeah. And, um, I love when, when I'm in a good place with my parents, I love like dropping a swear word completely randomly, but deliberately to see their reaction. Really? Oh yeah. It's fun. I don't think I have ever sworn in front of my mother. I'm that bitch. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, like I said, I was the, I, I did a complete 180. I was the one who got into BYU. Da, 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 yeah. primary president and now I'm saying fuck in front of my mom Yeah. Um, but I remember she was talking to me once last summer about how she, she heard some interview and I don't know who the fuck it was but like Sherry Dew? no it wasn't a Mormon person <laughs> it was a Republican person oh okay and they were talking about how swearing makes you less intelligent oh Jesus Christ I hate that argument <laughs> so much and then why do they have to use all those swear words there's yeah. so many words out there they could use I fucking hate <laughs> that argument so much um, it's such a fucking cop out there's a, an interesting uh, thing about the fact that I drink mm, my mother in particular thinks that marijuana is like the same as crystal meth. Sure, sure. And I mean, they are, basically. <laughs> basically. Um, and yet, she's okay with me bringing alcohol into her home. When we go out to eat, usually they'll pay. And she's okay if I order a beer or wine or whatever. In fact, one time she even said, she was like proactively like, you go ahead and order yourself some wine, new glass of wine. and Really? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Like, she's fine with me um, in taking, she's fine, quote unquote fine. She's more fine with me consuming of a substance that could kill me than she would if, if I was smoking marijuana because it's the same as crystal meth. Right, right. Um, although. Uh, Look at my cat right now, by the way. Sorry, anyway. It was cute. It was really cute. Did you see that, listeners? I'm sorry. Um, you guys, but... I just decided to have a very strong vodka drink, and I'm getting a little tipsy, and I apologize. <laughs> um, so, but, but even though she's okay with me drinking in her home, she's not okay with me drinking. Right. My parents are very, they have maybe said something to me twice, maybe three times in the seven years that I have not been subscribing to the Mormon religion. I just like that you're subscribing. I was a subscriber. It just cost 10% of my income. Oh, that's real. And uh, anyway, just two or three times in all of those years, and I'm really lucky that way, but it's very obvious to me that they're not okay with me drinking, clearly. Um, And then, of course, the sex. Um, one time, and because I'm that bitch, when my mom was visiting up here and I came home after work and had like two glasses of wine, cause I did that nightly for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm completely tipsy and I'm like, mom, let me try out this stand up routine that I'm thinking of doing. <laughs> and it was all about my sex life. <laughs> and I, she was just, she was doing that thing that really like, uh, mm, mm, oh, uh-huh. Oh, mm. okay. Ah, okay. Oh, really? Oh, oh, okay. that's interesting. And uh, she called me out once because I just left my vibrator just out in the open. She's like, your kids are walking around and see it. And I said, great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Let them know that their mom um, prioritizes pleasure. Did I ever tell you about when my son found my vibrator? 
Oh, yeah. He, like, curled up into the fetal position no. and, like, cried. No, he didn't at all. Oh, I thought anyway, he Anyway, um, I, I didn't mean to interrupt your story. I'm sorry. I don't care. Well, so one day my son said, um, Dad, I need to talk to you about something. And I was like, okay. Oh, my God. And he said, I was looking for a charger for my Kindle oh. in your nightstand drawer. Uh-uh. Well, there you go. Never go in someone's nightstand drawer. God. And I was like, okay. And he said, and I found a dildo. He used the word dildo, which I think is funny. Oh my God, I can't. Why does he I know that word? I know, I know. Because that actually isn't a vibrator. It does not vibrate. But the thing about it is, a vibrator might look like a, just a purple magic wand. But mine looks like a big rubber penis. So there was no hiding like what it was. Anyway, he was like, yeah, I was looking in your drawer and I found a dildo. Oh. So I had to, we had to have that conversation. Okay. It was fine. I'm sure it was. I just said like, well, you know what, like. Grown-ups have things that are private, and I don't want you to show that to other people, and I don't want you to talk about it, but you shouldn't be embarrassed that you found it, and it's my personal thing, and, you know, I'm sorry if it made you feel uncomfortable, but, you know, grown-ups have things that are private to them, and you shouldn't be looking in that drawer. That was basically the message. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get into, like, how I like it up my butt or anything like that. (laughs) You probably should have. Anyway. What's yours? (laughs) So I'm going to change mine a little bit because it relates to yours, but mine is also swearing. Oh, just that. Well, so when I, growing up, like I would have sooner like sung praises to Satan than said like piss in my house. Like piss was like the literal worst word you could say. Oh, we couldn't say but. Yeah. So like, so the fact that I swear now is... I'm sure incredibly difficult for my mother. I would n- never ever say like an R-rated swear word in front of her. <laughs> I would like I just I can't even imagine. What I about would, a PG-13 swear word? I mean, I'll say like I will say "damn" and "hell" in front of her. Okay. <sighs> I don't PG. know that I would say "shit" or "bitch." Those are the PG-13, right? Shit and bitch. Shit and bitch, yeah. But like "fucking cunt," those are the R. R. I would not say either one of those. Okay. But um. I, yeah, she is not okay with that at all. Yeah. I have had times where, well, oh, and the one she's most not okay with is God. Oh, right. Because oh, that that's... in Mormonism is blasphemy. Oh, yeah. You know, it's taking the Saying Lord's name in vain. fuck is terrible, yeah. but it's not blasphemy. So, like, literally there are times when we're going to my mom's house where I will say to my kids, like, do not say, oh, my God. I, like, have to, I want to remind them. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, But... There, there was one time where I posted something on Instagram, I can't remember, and one of my friends in their comment either said God or said fuck, and my mom, like, called them out in my Instagram comments, and my friend was just like, uh, no, like, you don't, I don't know you, but you don't get to tell me, like, what kind of language to use. Jesus. So, anyway, so my mom is very serious about language. I think the last time that my ex-wife Gary and my mom had a conversation was my Tisha. Tisha. Is it Tisha? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I just sure. think it's easier if it's just Gary. Anyway, oh, God. Um, when my my parents had come to my house for one of my kids' birthdays and they had given him as a, a present and he opened it 
and he was very excited and he said oh my god and this was when we were still mormon but like he's always been a kid that just has like said whatever he wants and whatever he said oh my god and my parents flipped out and were like how dare you say that and they kind of shamed him and uh-huh. they were like we should take that present away like all this stuff <gasps> and my ex-wife gary wrote a text i think it was a text message to my parents and basically was just like you do not get to come into my house and shame my children bingo and you can think whatever you want about that kind of language oh. but but like you cannot shame my children for using that language and we will take care of that as their parent yep. but you have no right to say that to them and i i literally think that's the last time i think this was a few months before the divorce but i think it's the last time that my mom and my ex-wife gary spoke and to be fair, and Gary's probably listening right now, mm-hmm. I was really, really proud. Like, I think I was a little too intimidated to kind of take that stand. Yeah, I But I was super, super proud of Gary to be like, no, 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 no. Yeah. You don't get to shame my kids for saying, right, oh, my God. Right, like, right, right. that's not none of your fucking yeah, business. Yeah, I remember that story, and it was before I had met Gary or Tisha. <laughs> Let's just call her Gary. It's just easier. <laughs> it's easier if literally everyone is named Gary. Oh, it's so confusing. Um, and I was like... Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Gary doesn't take prisoners. It's amazing. She'll burn your village to the ground. (laughs) She won't take prisoners. Anyway, let's take a break. Break it. We were just talking about Mother Nature. Why are you acting like you're drunk? You've literally had a Coke Zero. This is just me. This is just you. My youngest child, um, my trans kid, I roll. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, he has said for years that, um, to quote him, my mom is the same sober as she is drunk. She's I mean, just that's kind more. of true. Yeah, She's yeah, yeah. More. That's true. That's true. Um, not, I'm not necessarily different. I'm just more of the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what's the number four way that you've let your parents down? Um, that I don't like Big Bang Theory or Fox News. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Here are the words of my mouth. Chuck Lorre, so, here are the words of my mouth. <laughs> um, so uh, my mother has... This this thing where she'll be on uh it, it sounds like it's turning into an episode about my mother, but um we can get into that why that is a time when you're ready to really look into your parents and that. Oh shit, Jesus, I'm not ready. Which will be like five years from now. Right. Um we'll be, I'll be dead by then. <laughs> oh my god. Uh but um a few years ago, maybe 10, 15 years ago, it was Everybody Loves Raymond. And she had watched every episode, every episode, multiple, 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 multiple times. And uh, then, Ray Romano, he's just so funny. And then, and then get this, side note, when I moved to Southern California in 2012, the guy that my um, ex-husband Gary was dating, his BFF was the girl who was the daughter in that show. <laughs> this is a very, this is, I, I got lost like two Two iterations into that description. It's your ex husband's Gary's guy. He was dating, dating the BFF. His BFF was the daughter, was the daughter in, in Everybody, Everybody Loves Raymond. Raymond. I don't know where we are. I know. Well, we just came off of a full moon in Aquarius. I'm, so, yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, we did. Ah, um, anyway, irrelevant, irrelevant, irrelevant. But now, but the past, 
I don't know. Maybe how long has Big Bang Theory? Ten years. Big Bang Theory. Uh, every Big episode, Bang Theory. multiple times, over and over and over, and. Does she like that show Mom with Alice and Jenny? Isn't that a Chuck Lorre show? She loves that show. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A friend of mine recommended it to me today. Uh-huh. And I love Alice and Jenny. Like, love me her. Me too. And I love, what's the other, what's the girl's name that's in it? Anna Ferris. I yeah. love her. Yeah. But I was like, I just don't know if I can watch a Chuck Lorre show. It just feels wrong in my heart. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but just like with Everybody Loves Raymond... A lo- some things were so close to life for her. Yeah. Even some of the most ridiculous comedic situations. In the Big Bang Theory? Yes. Because your mom's like a science major in a college? No. Okay. Just, I don't, just I don't the know situations that, that were written. Um, but. I loved just imagining your mom sitting at home, like chuckling at the antics oh, of like, like me. cackling at the antics of those wacky science nerds right. and also thinking about the Mexicans and how they're taking over the country. <laughs> it's just adorable. So, yes. It's adorable. So one thing that she does not do with Fox News that she does with Big Bang Theory is she makes me sit down and watch an episode with her every time I visit. Wait, she does that with Big Bang Theory or with Fox News? Big Bang Theory. Okay. Thankfully, that's fine. Like I could sit through Big Bang Theory. I mean, when you think about the two together, oh yeah, yeah. If it was Fox News, I would like shit on the and, TV. And I have been very vocal with her, even though like it is on in her home twenty four seven. Well, let me take that back twenty three twenty three seven because well twenty three six because that extra time is spent watching Big Bang Theory. <laughs> but uh, it is just on, even if she's. writing out the checks for her bills because she still does that or she's cleaning or she's making lunch or whatever. It's on in the background constantly. I have told her that when she visits my house, she does not get to watch Fox News. Oh, yeah. And there were a couple visits ago um, that I visited her and Timothy, uh, my son Timothy, well, I just said my kid's name or whatever, uh, was with me and I was making coffee. She also doesn't care if I drink coffee in her house. Uh, I was making my coffee in the morning and I had turned NPR on on my phone and she turns to my son and she says, well, your mom can listen to NPR in my house, but I'm not allowed to watch Fox News in her house. Fuck that. (laughs) I mean... NPR is definitely like has a liberal bias, but also uh, Fox News is like a crazy racist propaganda machine. It's not like it has a conservative twist. And she just. It's not like a big glass of conservatism with a little twist of. And she just thinks it's good old fashioned news. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. Anyway, what's yours? My number four, I think you kind of alluded to this in one of yours. I think a lot of ours are similar, but my number four is that I'm not raising my kids in the church. Oh, just specifically that is a big one. It brings so much stress to my mom's life. I think she lays awake at night worrying about it. I think she puts our names on the prayer rows of the temple worrying about it. I think, and she said to me many times, raising kids is really hard and you need all the help you can get. Blah, blah, blah. Which, okay, that's fair. Like, or, or not, like, whatever, like... When you were raising us as children, it was helpful to you to have kind of the structure and the boundaries of the church. But I still had two brothers that were smoking a lot of pot and were having a lot of sex, so it didn't really work. Anyway, I this one really bothers me most of all, I think, because um, 
I have really amazing kids. Like they are really, they are thoughtful. I mean, they're kids, so they're assholes. Sure. But they are thoughtful and they are smart and they think interesting things about the world. And mm-hmm. they, you know, I've talked before about my daughter and how we talked about whether Blobby in Hotel Transylvania was non-binary. <laughs> like they are thoughtful, interesting kids. And we have a lot of conversations as a family about consent and what that means and about you know lgbtq issues and what that means like we have a lot of discussions about morality and how we see the world and how we interact with the world so i think my kids are going to grow up to be amazing adults now they're going to have problems like everybody else they're going to do stupid things like everybody you know like every kid does like mm-hmm. they are going to they are going to have challenges and issues i have no doubt but I think they are really, really wonderful kids with a really amazing background. And like, and my mom says it as like, I think she says it trying to be helpful. Like this will be really helpful to you if your kids have the church. But I don't think she recognizes like how deeply, deeply offensive it is to me as a parent. That I am unable to give them morality or guidelines or structure without some religion created by right. white Americans telling me what to tell them to right. do, you exactly. know? Yeah. Like I, I've made this joke many, many times. I've never made this joke to my mother, but I've made it to my siblings or to my friends. Like my daughter could be elected the president of the United States. And if she showed up to the inauguration in a sleeveless dress, all my mom would talk about was how she was wearing a sleeveless dress. <laughs> like it would not matter. It would not matter that she was the president of the United States. But the the thing that would stick in my mom's craw would be that my daughter wore a sleeveless dress to the inauguration. And I just think, like, what a fucking terrible way to live. Yeah. Like, what a horrible, horrible, sad way. And I think my mom loves my kids. I think she adores my kids. But I just think, like, I know that when my daughter shows up at a family gathering and she's wearing a tank top and short shorts yeah. because she's a 10-year-old girl right. and it's a 100 fucking degrees outside, yeah. I really believe that there's part of my mom that is bothered by that. That is like, why is she wearing a tank top? Sure. Why is she showing those shoulders to the world? Yeah. And that, like, I can't even think about it too much because it makes me way, way, way too angry. Yeah. Um, I get so emotionally riled up about that kind of stuff that I have a hard time breaking it down in my left brain. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, no, for real. <laughs> and, and and I also know, like, if my mom ever brought this stuff up, like, my mom doesn't vocalize a lot of these things. I mean, she vocalizes, like, your kids really need the church. They'll never learn anything that will hurt them in primary. Like, how big of a lie is that? That mm-hmm. they'll never learn anything. Though. You know, so she'll say stuff, she'll say stuff like that. But... If she ever really got into it, like I would, I would burn buildings down. Like I would just be like, well, fuck this. Like, uh-huh. because I'm very protective of my kids. And when, and the moment I had left the church and was no longer attending the Mormon church, and I had no intentions of removing my name from the records of the church because I just didn't care. Yeah. I just thought, who fucking cares? Like, whatever, call me a member. I don't care. But when the church created their exclusion policy that said, that my children could not be baptized or could not hold, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Then I was like, oh, fuck this. Like that was when I immediately, like the day I heard about it, sent a letter to my bishop and just said, take my name off the records of the church and take my kids' names off the records of the church because come for me all you want, but don't come for my kids. Right. Like I'll fucking burn shit down. Yeah. Let's take a break. Okay. I love it. Thank you. 
are back. Numero cinq. That's French. French for number five. Right. What's funny is in French, the word number is nombre. But when they're talking about numbered things, you say numero. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Why? The French are so fucking weird about that. <laughs> fucking weirdos. Fucking French weirdos. I know. What's your numero cinq? That I am a Democrat. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know French, I'm a Democrat. Oh, that's a good one. Um, I remember before Hillary, this last time, uh-huh. um, before she was the candidate for the Democratic Party, uh-huh. and it, there was still like... A few people. A few. Yeah. Bernie being one of them. Yeah. And I was on the Bernie train for a while. But I remember being out with my dad somewhere. Um, and I don't know why the man brings up politics. Because I'm never going to say what he wants to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he was like... So, Ash, who are you thinking you might vote for? And I said, without, like, a beat, without skipping a beat, there was no pause, there was no breath, I said, oh, Hillary. And he was physically, like, it was, he was, he was stunned. He retracted backwards away from me. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like you're a monster. Uh-huh. He put his hands to his chest. And again, it's that whole, like, women who have opinions, women who, yeah, are, yeah, who yeah. say what's on their mind. Who Ugly have women. power. Yeah. Um... And he immediately tried to um, uh, collect himself. And he said, oh, okay. Well, I mean, can I ask why? And it was, uh, and the subtext of that question was, please say something that is going to help me understand this. Right. And I, uh, knowing full well who I was dealing with, right? My father, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not going to get into... A lot of adjectives about my dad. Um, But me, as an adult child, understanding who I was talking to and understanding that I could not have an in-depth conversation with him about politics, Uh I just said, because she's a woman. (laughs) Did he like that answer? He wasn't disappointed in that answer. Let's leave it at that. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, but um, so my mom, although she has Fox News on in the background 24-7, she won't talk about politics. Right, right, right. She'll right. just serve it on a platter and have it constantly out and available. Right, right, right. My father, however, will, he made... Offensive remarks about Obama. Mm-hmm. Um, he says on the regular offensive things about immigrants. <laughs> like offensive to the point where, where like uh, remarks about Obama, unless they are racist. Right. I let him. Yeah, like I let whatever. him slide. Yeah, right. whatever. But when it comes to his rhetoric about immigrants and people looking for refuge, um, I don't let it slide. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. He continues. Yeah. And so there's a boundary there that's absolutely not respected. But there's a lot of boundary issues with yeah. with our parents. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. I remember once when I was, 
I mean, I, oh God, I can't, it's really hard for me to remember years, but whenever it was that John Kerry was running for president, oh, I guess wow. that was the second term of Bush's presidency. So what was that? 2004, maybe? Anyway, I, I told my parents that I was voting for John Kerry. They were like, <gasps> how can, they were like, <laughs> he is evil. They literally used the words, he is evil. And I remember at the time just God. really laughing and being like, it, no one's good or evil. It's just politics. Like, you like one party, I like the other party. Like, who cares? No one, it's not about good and evil. And now I'm like, it's fucking about good and evil. Your party is evil. Yeah. Your party is full of corrupt, evil There's people. No goddamn question like, about I it. Like, I laughed so hard at them for calling John Kerry evil. And I mean, really, in retrospect, could anyone be like more boring white bread toast with mayonnaise on it than John Kerry. Like nothing about that man is evil. He's a big, boring piece of shit. But, but no, that actually your party is full of like corrupt, evil people who are like murdering children. There is absolutely little to none that Christian Republicans can, 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 reconcile no, not with their faith and their politics. No. Yeah. Anyway, what's your number five, tired old man? My number five, sorry, I'm yawning. Um, and, and you have also mentioned this previously, is that I drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It yeah. bothers my mom so much. Um, here are some things she said to me about drinking. Um, and I am very uh, like, so this was another thing that, when I first left the church and was kind of drinking and like, I was like, I would like kind of hide the liquor bottles, like in the back of the pantry. So that if my mom ever came over or my ex-wife's mom, my, my kid, you know, either my kid's grandparents came over that like the liquor bottles would kind of be hidden. Like I was very discreet about it. Mm -hmm. And then when the church came out with the exclusion policy, I was like, Oh fuck this. Like I went to target. (laughs) I bought a wine wrap. I put it up in the kitchen. I was like, no, no, you're like, you guys are straight up bigots, so I'm not even going to pretend anymore. Love it. Um, but then, but many, many times my mom has said to me things like, why do you feel like you need to drink? Can't you have just as much fun without drinking? And I'm like, well, yeah, I can, yeah. but but also drinking's really fun. It's really fun. It feels um, nice. And also it's kind of interesting to me because... Like, I'm very much a foodie. I love food. I love recipes. I love trying things out. Like, hello, I fucking made butter chicken tonight where I ground. ground. I like, I had to crush cardamom pods and take the (laughs) seeds out of them and then grind those cardamom seeds in a mortar and pestle with cumin seeds and coriander seeds and bay leaf and red pepper. Jesus. So, of course, I love, like, cocktail recipes and trying things out anyway. God damn it. Um, But it bothers her a great deal. Yeah. Um, I, there was a time where she was letting us drink at her house, like on Sunday dinners or like Thanksgiving, she'd let us bring a, bring like a bottle of wine. She does not let us do that anymore. What changed? I I think my dad died. I think that's what's changed. Oh, okay. I think when my dad died, she felt a need to sort of like dig her heels in more and like protect the family more. So now we just drink in the basement secretly, um, at family gatherings. Um, but like, but if I'm out to dinner with her or if she's at my house or we were at my brother's house this weekend, like you better believe I'm drinking and yeah. I'm not going to pretend that I'm not. But if my mom ever takes us, sometimes my mom will take me and some of my single brothers to dinner. Um, she will not pay for our, our alcohol. Oh my God. We have to pay for that separately, wow. but she'll like, she'll, she'll be like, well, I'm happy to pay for your dinner, but I will not pay for your ah. alcohol. Um, 
And then the last thing I'll, the last comment I'll say about my drinking is a while ago, I was talking to my mom and I was just sort of like, just sort of being vulnerable about like the stresses of like my financial situation and like, you know, trying to get that all sorted out and, you know, wanting to be able to like take vacations with my kids, but not really being able to afford it, but they're growing up and they're going to be out of the house in the next few years. And my mom said, do you know what could save you some money? Oh. And I was like, what? And she said, you could stop drinking. Jesus Christ. Um, so that was a little shamey. But what I wanted to say was like, oh, no, no, it's fine. I just spend my tithing money on alcohol now. There you I, go. Did I you say have, that? No, I wish. Oh. I thought of it later. Yeah. You know when you think of it later, you're like laying in bed like two hours later. And, you're and like, then you're like, damn oh, damn it. it. Yeah. I could have said this. Totally. That's where my tithing money went was to drinking. Yeah. But I didn't say that. Yeah. But anyway. So, yeah, that is the thing that disappoints my mom that I drink. Yay. Wow. Drink up. Our parents hate us. <laughs> Let's take a break. Okay. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you ready to wrap this bitch up? <laughs> What's funny is you said that right before you pushed record. And then I recorded and I thought that'll be funny if I you say that on the recording. said it again. So what it boils down to is we've really let our parents down. We have. And, uh, yeah, I haven't, uh, uh, there's been a rift between me and my mom and that's happened before, um, more than once. Do you feel guilt about it? From time to time. Okay. Cause I have a, there, I wouldn't say there's a rift between me and my mom right now, but like, I am definitely, I have definitely lessened the time that I spend with my mom or communicate with my mom because I know eventually like the more time I spend with her the more the odds increase that she will like bear her testimony to me or tell me my children need to come back to church or whatever and so my sort of recourse from that is to just limit the time that I spend with her Mm -hmm. but I feel really guilty about it all the time sure sure um and that right there um brings up like an overarching point that I think is applicable to both of us and probably a lot of our gentle listeners is that I think one of the biggest things that our parents find disappointing is that we have discovered boundaries. Yeah. Your boundaries with your mom is I can't talk to you about the church stuff anymore. Yeah. She continues to disrespect that boundary. Yeah. Um, and then my parents, when I have opinions or, um, you know, they they don't. Anyway, it's complicated, but right. but boundaries are applicable in both. In fact, when I did some, I went back to my therapist in the last few months of my marriage because you know you'll go for a while and you stop for a while and go for yeah. a while, and uh, because I was like. Um, ready to dive into what my own sexual issues were. We were so hyper-focused on what my ex-husband's sexual issues right. were, was, which was just that he was not of the same orientation. Right. Uh, boring, Gary. Yeah, boring. boring. I was like, I'm ready to dive in and what, what my own are because, you know, I've been married for 13 years. Like, let's figure this out. And, and it was uh, actually my ex-husband's idea. Um, and it was a hard pill to swallow, but he was right. We all have sexual issues. And it all boiled down to... I don't have any sexual issues. (laughs) After about six weeks of doing some very intensive art therapy, it all boiled down to the fact that I was never allowed to have boundaries. It wasn't relative to sex at all. It all went back to just basic, 
I was never able to have boundaries. Jesus. In my upbringing, in my religion. Yeah. Take the wheel. So anyway, boundaries. When you say that, it just makes me think about how much I don't want to go to therapy because I don't want to dig into all that shit. (laughs) Just seems like so much. So much. Why does it, why does being a human have to be so fucking hard? I don't want to talk about all that. Hmm. So much. God, I'm so bored of it. Are you? What is more boring than me talking about my problems? Literally nothing. Except that you do talk about them all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Here we go. There we go. Full circle. And now that was the last moment of hot drinks for forever, right? Yeah, we're done now. This podcast (laughs) is over. Thank you for your money. We're going to take it and we're going to spend it on hookers and blow. Yeah. Male hookers for me because I'm gay. Oh, are you? And by blow, I mean blow jobs. Oh, not uh, cocaine. Cocaine. No, I'm scared of it. Oh, cool, cool. I just feel like I just feel like Nancy Reagan really got into my head that if I ever do illegal drugs, I'll die. Nancy is so much like Mary Jo. <laughs> Mary wow. Jo Coffee. Wow, Mary there's, jo a, there's a whole other episode. Mary <laughs> yeah, Jo yeah. Coco versus Nancy. Let's wrap it up. I want to go home and go to bed. Okay, so um, if you like our podcast uh-huh. thank you Thanks. but also like and subscribe just do it and uh fr- it, oh, go ahead. follow us on instagram hot drinks follow us on twitter hot drinks um if you don't like our podcast fuck you <laughs> like who the fuck do you think you are go read your scriptures yeah fuck you i don't uh, fucking care <laughs> Leave us a one-star review about how we're too drunk. I don't fucking care, Janice. And then come take our skin to make a suit for yourself. With uh, with Sister Twain's breasts <laughs> as the hoodie. Anyway, you can also email us at hotdrinksforthebelly at gmail.com. Our Patreon is uh, patreon.com slash hotdrinks. You can find our Instagram post about how you can send us money for our big drunk party. <laughs> yes. The party is a September 6th that's coming up. I can't I can't wait slash I'm terrified. I think I have a fireside that night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I am a little terrified. I just want everyone to know I'm a little bit terrified. But you won't even know it. You won't even know it. That's the funny thing about you. I am really good at pretending. You are. I can turn it off like a light switch. How? How? What is that referring to? Because um my powers of hiding inside my own the inside the compartmentalization of my own brain are incredibly powerful and stronger than everything anything you'll ever encounter in the name of jesus christ amen goodbye guys we love you <laughs>